Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Star Room, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi everyone, this is Jen Plim and Cheryl Perry with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us. Here today with us is Mary York Oates, Director of Admissions at Charlotte Latin School. Today we're continuing an ongoing discussion that we started earlier this fall based on Jessica Leahy's book, The Gift of Failure. And if y'all haven't read this book, we highly recommend it for parents with kids of all ages and stages. It's a must read. Today we're talking to all parents, but especially the preschool parents, and we're talking about the gift of getting lost, how play in preschool has disappeared, and why we desperately need it back. So thanks for coming today. Thank you for having me. Um, give us a sense of what's going on in the educational world. Where the, Where is the snow play trend in preschools coming from? What's exciting is that our politicians are talking about preschool and the disadvantages that are coming with child care and preschools that don't have the winning combination um, to create a really wonderful environment for young children. So the good news is it's, it's, on, it's on topic. But the reason that the bad news that comes with that is when you have a bunch of adults starting to dig around and do research and conduct mm-hmm. experiences, you start to talk about metrics and checklists and, and things that benchmarks that should be happening in preschools. And so um, I believe in this book that I love, The Importance of Being Little, really talks about the fact that we have a great opportunity to make sure that preschool is robust and rich, but we really, really need to go to the essence of what they need. And a curriculum out of a box, and today is letter B, and we're going to talk about buttons, and we're going to have a lot of bulletin boards with lots of you know, B elements on it is not exactly what we're talking about. And we're certainly right. not talking about worksheets yeah. <laughs> and lots of sitting. Right. So so is that what preschools are doing now? Like they just get their curriculum in a box? Well, there are plenty of preschools that are, there are plenty of childcare situations mm-hmm. that um, aren't great. First of all, I do want to preface it by saying there are some fantastic preschools mm-hmm. in Charlotte. And I work with, I've worked with thousands of young children, four and five year olds that are in fantastic preschools all over the city. And what is a winning combination of a good preschool is a teacher that is trained in child development and nuanced training and is very responsive. So that child development piece is critical to it being successful. And then the next thing that's very important is creating what she talks about in the importance of being little is creating a habitat Mm -hmm. that is appropriate for children. And yes, there are lots of preschools and daycares that are ordering curriculum in a box Mm -hmm. and putting things up and are having babysitters versus having. And so maybe the care is fine, but the study that was so provocative was the study when children were measured for their language acquisition and children with a stronger, more expansive vocabulary were more successful in school and preschool and kindergarten and elementary school in life they were less likely to go to jail they had what jobs. is language acquisition um vocabulary oh, the just ability new expansive vocabulary. vocabulary so children that knew that were four and five that knew 150,000 words before mm-hmm. they went to school were doing much better in life 
than children. And they're learning that in preschool. And the, the and misnomer was that they were learning it in preschool. And that's what is fascinating to think about. The underprivileged children were going in with twenty five to 30,000 words. Right. And so is it because they didn't have a rich preschool experience? Was Did it, they catch up? Did they catch um, up? It's pretty hard. Right. So that's where, you know, Head Start and some of these other programs right. came in and preschools became something that people, politicians specifically, were talking about. And you build vocabulary, not just through curriculum, but through what we're talking about, this free play or guided play. Right. right? So right. that's kind of where that comes in. Exactly. And and I found that to be probably the most provocative and interesting thing that I read recently was the talk about free play. Talk about guided play and free play in a classroom situation. A good teacher that, again, has this experience in early childhood and child development will design a lesson. And the lesson will be whole group. So in other words, she's teaching it to the class. And you see this in kindergarten and first grade and second grade. If you go to any beginning classroom, whole group instruction is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, because what then will happen from whole group is they will then go to what they call workshop. A lot of schools are relying on the workshop. They're putting more emphasis on the workshop, which is stations where children would then, so the whole group instruction is given, then you sit down at a workshop to reinforce it. What's happening is the workshops are becoming these kind of worksheet, like mindless, Mm -hmm. kind of antiseptic. um, Why are they becoming that? Because they're easy to Well, there's not the resources in so many of these schools to create these amazing, robust programs. Or just like the teachers don't have the resources to create fun stations at each. Right. Or they're relying, they're replacing the stations with the instruction. Mm -hmm. The the place to spend your money is on the teacher. Right. Because she could come up with a great lesson with with berries and twigs and popsicle sticks. Like a great teacher doesn't need all the stuff in the box, so to speak. But the cool thing is then in guided play, a teacher would do an exercise that was directed so, okay, boys and girls, today what we're going to do with the ball, because it's B for the balancing ball, is we're going to play this game. And there would be a, there might be a cheer or a chant, some movement, because movement reinforces learning, as does singing, you know, things like yeah. that. But that's still direction. Mm-hmm. And right. that is where we've gotten a little kooky as parents, is that we think we've got to do all this adult-led direction. Right. Free play is sort of the gift of getting lost. That's actually where the language acquisition is happening because it develops cognition. So, for example, you go into centers. If you ask any four-year-old, and I ask them this every single day when they come to visit Charlotte Latin for their play day, what's your favorite thing to do? They'll say centers. Right. Centers is where they play. Mm-hmm. So they they'll can have, do what they want. They can do what they want. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If you go into the kitchen and you have a kitchen center, you'll have a child putting on a chef hat and an apron. You'll have a child getting the eggs out. You'll have a child stirring. You'll have all of this going on. And then what's really fascinating is the kid takes the chef half off and another child puts it on. They begin to mimic. They begin to talk it out. Mm -hmm. They begin to copy each other. They begin to tug, talk, you know, they, they have little spats where, you know, Mm -hmm. what do we do? We we swoop in. Actually, let's see how long this is going to play out. out. Yeah. You know? Right. And if it's a problem, sure, adult intervention. But I hear four- and five-year-old teachers say, oh, my word, if they can learn to problem-solve here right. yes. without an adult intervening, 
Mm-hmm. We would be so much better off. Right. But what I love is that the free play actually supports cognitive development mm-hmm. because that's it's not flashcards. It's not teaching them more vocabulary words. Mm-hmm. It's getting them to generate and lose themselves in the play, mm-hmm. and there's the epiphany. Right. So it's that, kind of, that's where the skills create. That's where the skills create, mm-hmm. and that's where the brain grows. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, speaking of music, my son's third grade teacher just had them memorize their multiplication threes, the threes, mm-hmm. by um, to Little Nas, Little Nas, Old Town Road. <laughs> it was so funny. He will song. never forget him. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. The video is really cute. She's I the love best. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what? Um, what kind of skills do um, kids need to get, like, from preschool to kindergarten? You've talked about this before, but kind of refresh. Mm-hmm. What are the skills that preschool's really teaching the kids to be successful in kindergarten? A lot of it is social and emotional development, mm-hmm. and we talk about that. But that gets kind of, um, parents will gloss over that. All parents want to tell you is that their child can read. We can read. It's all that, focused that's, on reading. Well, some schools in, require testing before kindergarten, so you're harping on that test to right. know, and then what level are they going to be in? And right. Well, in the test, we use, um, we do two things for assessment. They do the WIPSI, which is an IQ test, and they do um, a readiness assessment where they come mm-hmm. in and it's a play day. And so, you know, what we're looking for, and this is, you know, it's in all of our materials, mm-hmm. not a plug for Charlotte Latin, but we're looking for kids that can complete a task, get along with others, do the transition of school, move around, be mm-hmm. able to be responsive, be good citizens, all that. And you can you can see it pretty clearly. But back to that verbal thing, mm-hmm. the WIPSI score, the verbal scores, the similarities in the vocabulary, the kids with the high scores on that are the most successful students. So mm-hmm. there is something about that. So read to them, read to them. Talk to them, talk to them, talk to them without your earbud on mm-hmm. so that they can hear. If you're on the phone, it would be ideal if you put it on speaker so they could hear both right. the conversation, both ends of the conversation. Yeah. So let them play act, let them mimic and copy and, you know, ask why 500,000 times because that is where they are developing that flexibility and sort of word bank, if you will. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what they need to to come to school, they really, I I don't care if they know any letter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can tell if they've been... That's what kindergarten's for, I guess. Right, and I can tell if they've been read to. I mean, when they say to me, you know, what did you, what's your, what's your, your art project? And they say, it's a sculpture. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, they've been read to. Yeah, (laughs) I can tell too. You know, I mean, a sculpture, really? Yeah. So, well, what is a sculpture? It's a thing in a diggy, you know? And yeah. That's important, too, to let them be playful with language. What well. about foreign language in preschool? And, like, you know, they say the younger they are, there's, like, a magic age. Foreign language has to be um, immersive. So, so if you not, want them to learn yeah, foreign yeah. language, you need to. Like Dora taught right. mine. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they need to use it. And they need to. Sometimes they say they learn more from Dora mm-hmm. than yeah. anywhere. Right. We do Spanish every other day, just like PE, just for, because the more hits you get, the better. But even still, it's it's kind of an you know an exposure piece yeah. as opposed to a real know. true language mm-hmm. immersion. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so. This gift of uh, getting lost is 
is an idea for adults too. So tell us about that. Like, why is it important for us to get lost? Right. Good. Well, I read a great book. This um, I haven't finished it, but um, it's a very short book, so that's kind of embarrassing. I guess I couldn't get lost long <laughs> enough. <laughs> but it's called In Praise of Wasting Time, mm-hmm. and it. I think what's happening to all of us is that we're living by a clock and we're living by meeting requests and we're filling up every 15 minutes and we're the calendar if I'm getting if I'm going on a run I put it on my calendar if I've got a meeting I put it on my calendar Um, and so what's happening is that we're not really allowing for that flex time Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be like a technology basher but just go to like I was telling you I forgot my phone on the way here and you know, we thought my, Mary York was dead. I know, sorry. <laughs> we thought she was in a car accident. Well, yeah. it's, it's because of my... There was no response. It's my great difficulties that... Um, but the funny thing is, what's the first thing you do when you arrive at a destination? You look for your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought I was a little early, and so I was like, oh, I'll check my email. And She's then I all sashayed in. Uh-huh, and I was realizing... <laughs> she was a little late little today. Late, so <laughs> I was just... it was I was just getting lost and trying to show y'all to embrace that. I Lately, like, yeah. do you, does your phone pop up when you're about to go somewhere, um, and it says, like, seven minutes to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes don't you it's just wrong. Sometimes it's wrong, but oftentimes it's right. And you're like, I have become so predictable that yeah. even my, yeah, my phone knows. Like, knows some days you just want to be like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going seven minutes to Harris Teeter. Right. I know. Right. I'm going somewhere else. That's right. Well, that's I'm why taking I, a long I definitely unplug on the weekends, particularly yeah. based on our occupation. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty unplugged or on vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not documenting anything. Yeah. Like I yeah. completely check out. It's really important to be cognizant of it. Yeah. Like, you have to make the decision to yeah, do that. Yeah, you do. You have to yeah. be all in. Mm-hmm. And it's really... It's and really what happens to you when you unplug? I'm so relaxed. It's so... It's, it's wonderful. Amazing. I'm not nervous at all. Like, yeah. it's it's like the best thing ever. Um, I don't like leaving my phone, though, like you did today mm-hmm. at, at a desk. Like, yeah. I'm no, like, well, yeah. gosh, what if... That right, would stress The me school out. called or something, mm-hmm. which... Leaving my phone doesn't... I still have my phone, right. but I am not responding. Like, I, yeah. and I tell Cheryl, I'm like, we don't respond to emails on the weekends. Yeah. Like, it's because it sends a message. It does, and and, it, and we we need that mm-hmm. mental break from life to right. to just be. I know it. Just yeah. And I think that there are certain industries that that the the technology has made it so that people have to work 24-7. Yeah. And, and people wonder why you're not responding right, if you don't respond Right, right. You must morning. be a slacker if you can't mm-hmm. get back to me within a day or something like that. But but I was going to say the thing that happens to me when I unplug is that's when I have the next great idea. Mm-hmm. That's when I see, you know, that a true branch broke. I turn it broke. all off. Yeah. Jen has you no just, ideas. I she has no, no idea. I have nothing she has going no ideas. on in my brain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except where, right. where my toes are going to go in the sand Exactly, next. <laughs> exactly. But I um, think that all of the great writers and researchers talk about the need for walking or, or you know, I think C.S. Lewis walked four hours a day or something like that. Wouldn't that be and glorious? So, yeah, wouldn't that be glorious? But the, the, the ability, the, the reflection time mm-hmm. is when you really have the epiphany. And I've learned in work, if we have a hard decision, the worst thing to do is is go keep going. Mm-hmm. The best right, thing to right. do is to just, you know, stop and put the pause button on. Yeah. 
Agreed. Um, so one last question. You rec- you were saying something offline about the design thinking exercise. Oh, yeah, Tell yeah. us a little bit more about that. So I've read this article. You know, that's what, how many times have I said that? Yeah, I, I love this article. I love all of her articles. I read so, this yeah. article. It's amazing um, she remembers them all, too. I know. I'll read an article, I but I couldn't them. tell you what it's about. I only remember the ones. That, there are a lot I read that I don't finish. But I read this article that talked about um, they were doing an engineering, I don't know if it was at MIT, but some scientific institution. And they had two groups, group A and group B. And they gave them both instructions to create a robot. And they told them what the instructions needed, what they had to have. So your robot's got a light, move three steps, and turn, or something like that. And then they said, but before you go, group A, I want you to go. Go in the room, these are your specs, and get going. Group B stayed back, and they said, we want you to play solitaire for 10 minutes. And, or Minesweeper, I don't even know what that game is. But they were to play these two games for 10 minutes, totally wasting time. Not being plugged in, not doing anything, and then the, and then then they were to start their project, and they came back. And Group B, who had played the game, their project was so dynamic; it had so much more mm-hmm. than the Group A. And so, the actual and I guess if you think about in a sport mm-hmm. or if you're working out, like that pre-prep sometimes mm-hmm. of stretching. I used to hate stretching. I remember when I was younger and I would yeah, go to the Y and I'd be like, I don't want to stretch for 15 minutes. I want cardio. You know, I well, want I only I have want... 30 minutes. I got to right. go. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah. now I've kind of learned like with my creaky bones and Well, now stuff. we're old and now we're old. <laughs> and we need right. to stretch. But right. I have read a lot. Like I'm a runner and I have read a lot. It's kind of the same idea. You don't want to run hard every single day. You'll, right. You'll get injured. Exactly. So it's the same thing. You gotta take some time off. And oftentimes when you take time off, you go and crush You're it better. in whatever right. yeah. race. Yeah. Right. And it's, it seems like it, be, it would be the opposite, but it's not. So it's kind of the same thing in life. Yeah. And I think, you know, all work and no play makes for a very dull boy, boy yeah. you know. And yeah. Einstein talks about the, the greatest breakthroughs he ever made were uh, for problem solving mm-hmm. or fixing something that wasn't working was, was through reflection when he took time off. So. Yeah. If it's so good enough everyone, for Einstein, it's everyone good go for us. on vacation. Yeah, take right. some time this is your permission off. to go on vacation. Walk for four hours a day. <laughs> Tell your boss that. And Mary York is going to send us some of the links yes. to those awesome articles that she reads, and we'll put those in the show notes. So, <laughs> all okay. right, sounds great. Well, right. And you guys can find Charlotte Latin's goal at charlottelatin.org. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Charlotte Latin School and Twitter at Charlotte Latin. And you can find us daily on charlottesmartypants.com and Facebook and Instagram at Charlotte Smarty Pants and Twitter at Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com.